In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. From our reading from the Gospel of John, Jesus said, I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also shall live. In all of our readings today, we have a very particular message about resurrection life. The stories about the resurrection, presence of Jesus being with his disciples, will come to an end this Thursday as the church begins to celebrate the ascension of Christ. Jesus has been with the disciples for 40 days, and then the ascension. They were just getting used to Jesus being around. Jesus, as resurrected Christ, was moving in and out of their lives. He would pop in to the upper room to visit them and give them peace. He would visit them on a beach and bake some fish for them. He would walk with them on the road to Emmaus. But the season that they were just getting used to was going to come to an end. Change is the one thing we can count on. And change will always bring with it a kind of uncertainty and discomfort. We are well acquainted with this reality of change. We often dread change because we know there will be many difficult situations and circumstances that we will face. That's probably why we avoid change and fight to keep everything the same for as long as we have power to do so. There is another reality to change. It will always bring with it new possibilities. Today, the church's selections of readings do not shy away from the difficulties of life when things are actively changing. It acknowledges the pain of circumstances, like in our epistle reading. It tells how some won't believe, like in our Acts reading. And then it will also tell us about the normal difficulties of life, like in the Psalms. And finally, in our Gospel, we will hear of the offer of hope that God's love will be present in unexpected ways. First and foremost, the church is dealing with their teacher and master, Jesus of Nazareth. What a change. They were a group of disciples and followers who were taught a new and exciting way of love in a confusing world. It was not tied to politics or a literal interpretation of Jewish law. Instead, it was about a living connection with the very Spirit of God who created and breathed life into this world. Jesus had showed them the power of love 
of grace and of forgiveness. Just as they were beginning to learn, he was taken from them by an unjust crucifixion. Change seems to come in its most crushing form when we feel everything is sailing along smoothly and life is under our control. Our investment portfolio is moving in an upward direction because we understand the market so well. Our relationships are in a good place because we have a predictable pattern about how we should act around others. Our jobs are secure, and that brings a security to our mind. Church also is a solid place because it's predictable as tomorrow's sunrise, and of course we will gather together on a Sunday come rain or shine, or so it seems. There's a saying that there's nothing certain except death and taxes. And well, of course, this year, the tax deadline is moved from April 15th to sometime in the summer. The certainty of rituals around death are changed as well. Change meant my family this last month. My mother died after a long battle with Alzheimer's. It was a predictable enough death except that it just happened to come in the midst of a pandemic. Travel possibilities were gone. Visits in the nursing home were gone. A funeral with family and friends were gone. Hugs between siblings were gone. There is nothing certain, even in death. But those discouraging changes brought about some other possibilities. They did not stop love. I'm not a great fan of video, nor am I a great fan of the internet. However, there was redemptive life that came through FaceTime and Zoom. By my mom's bedside, I got to be there talking with each of my sisters in a very intimate way by her bedside. Even at the funeral that happened on Zoom, I was able to visit with friends and family from around the nation. The healing of a visitation and a funeral still took place and it was in our hearts. Now, because of that changed kind of funeral, now I long even more, I desire even deeper to hug my family, to share tears when we are able to in the future. That is what resurrection hope is. It is the deepening of the love and the desire that we have for God the deepening that we have of love for the world that God created. One change can upend things very quickly. For the disciples, it was the events of Good Friday. For us this year, a microscopic virus carried on droplets of those of our friends who are six feet or nearer to us. 
those things we thought were under our control are suddenly changing. That is the recurring theme of the gospel and the epistles. Just when you think you have everything under control, something comes to change that. Think of that message in the gospel. A registration for tax changes the lives of a new wedded couple. A storm blows up. It threatens the lives and Jesus is asleep. Or in the stories, a farmer is secure and prospering, but an untimely death means he won't enjoy it. A man born blind, when he's healed, actually disrupts his life. A simple teacher from Nazareth speaks the deepest truth. Our gospel reading from Jesus' farewell address today comes right before he is arrested. He is saying goodbye to his friends and giving them some direction and assurance. This is what Jesus wants them to know. Their love for him would be reflected in the way that they would live after he was gone. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I think that's what he means. As he says, I will send an advocate, someone to help you with that love, that compassion, that care, that forgiveness, that generosity to neighbor, so that we can truly be like him. I think in their missing of Jesus, they will come to see that they're not orphans, but it only deepens the love that they have because that's what the promise of resurrection is, is the deepening of love that we can experience because Jesus' love fills us. The longing increases and our desire to reflect Christ in our life gives us new meaning and purpose for all that we do. In our congregation, you would have received a letter this last week from Deacon David Sims. More change. He's moving into a new season of his life and will not be serving as our deacon after the end of May. He has been a part of our parish life for 30 years and such an important help to the work and the ministry that we do. It's difficult not to be able to say a proper goodbye the way we would like to, to share a meal, to be in our parish hall, to toast the years that we have shared. But our love only grows deeper. And it will help us and want us to long more and more for the proper goodbye. So these miles and this separation will diminish it for only a short time. And then we'll celebrate his ministry when we get on the other side so that we can celebrate together. I think in the end, that's the spirit of what Jesus is talking about in the farewell address. The bond of love will always remain and the spirit we share will always witness to Christ's love that he brought into the world. As his followers, that love never changes because it lives through us. 
The resurrection is a living hope in a world that is always changing.